Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. Well, that's a good-looking guy welcoming you into the cottage. Oh, wait, that's me. Hello, everybody. Steve Horner here. Welcome to everybody. I'm not kidding you. Everybody. No exclusivity here. I mean, long, tall, short men, women, and those in between, whatever you call yourselves. We're talking about New York to Los Angeles to, to California to Denver and and, 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 and and Tel Aviv and Hamas and not Minneapolis, though. Okay, I know. Not Minneapolis. You can send me an invitation request, but I don't know. You George Floyd people, you're a little bit too angry, a little too confused, but you send me an invitation request, I'll probably let you in. Everybody else, right on in, and I'll tell you folks, if the cottage is rocking, well, then, and if the cottage is rocking, no need to knocking. You just barge right on in, and uh, you'll be more than welcome. Well, so anyhow, last week I stepped into the bar to have a beer, and the good-looking chick says, how you doing? I said, how do I look? She says, you look great. I said, I feel good. Like I knew I would. I feel good. Like I knew I would. Oh, so good. So good. I got you. That's James Brown, ladies and gentlemen, the soul, the, the, the godfather of soul, welcoming you here in to the cottage. Boy, oh boy, and I being the host with the most, mm, man, what a fun time. Well, we've got the popular issues here, and, uh, and, it, it's with, and they're all with a real life slant. No hidden agendas. It's all just from my experiences, my wisdom, my my ability to, to put the pieces of the puzzle together from my experiences. Okay, remember, I know I'm not God. I just work uh, from my experiences. So no judgmental thing on your part. Just say, okay, that's Steve's perspective. I can kind of see his perspective. And uh, in many regards, I am on board. If you've got viewpoints, I'd love to hear from you. I'm starting to hear from a few. Steve at stevehornerbooks.com. And uh, don't forget to buy a book. <laughs> I've got some sales going. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh, Aha. Uh-huh. Makes me feel good. Steve at stevehornerbooks.com. And then just go to stevehornerbooks.com and see uh, see my, my selection of self-written books. Well, this is where idealism meets reality, and you know that there is a lot of idealistic uh, garbo crapo out there, and um, and uh, this is where we can talk uh, really from the gut about hot issues and uh, the source of today's chaos, and maybe there's plenty of it. But first, a little bit of cleanup time. Last uh, last week, if you'll remember, I one of the, the the song I opened with was uh, "People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. 
Jim Morrison. That's a fun one to do at karaoke. The chicks love it, and so do I. It's fun. And uh, and that was Jim Morrison with The Doors. And I forgot to mention that uh, Jim was one of the original founders of the infamous 27 Club. Remember what that is? It's that club that uh, consists of those rock stars who died of drug overdoses and otherwise idiot behavior when they were 27, in their 27th year, prior to hitting age 28. And uh, that list includes rockers uh, like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, and uh, the original Rolling Stones founder, Brian Jones. And I remember having a beer with a group of people in Denver, and uh, and uh, and they were talking about the Twenty Seven Club. Maybe Amy Winehouse had just died or something like that, and uh, or killed herself. It's essentially suicide, being stupid like that. But it's by accident. But it's you know putting yourself out in the cliff, you know, at midnight with your blindfolds on. You know, it's not a smart thing to do. And uh, so I so so I told them what why I think it happens. At 27, you're not still the brightest bulb on the block, but you think you are. You've got, uh, you've got, bless you, Sean. Bless you, young man. I tried to be quiet, sorry. No, that's fine. Anytime you get a sneeze and or fart, uh, this is, th- th- my cottage is your cottage. I got the second one covered, don't worry. <laughs> Mikasa is, oh, good, good, good. Oh, God, no, you don't. Okay, anyhow, <clears throat> enough of that. Juvenile <laughs> semantics. Okay, so anyhow, but like I say, strangers. There's no stranger. Come on in. G- g- give us your uh, give us your opinion on the world. Well, so anyhow, the uh, fact or, or my perce- my take on this thing is that it's you're you're you think you've got the bases all covered by the time you're 27, you but you don't. You see, you've got the money as a rocker. Oh. Boy, the world, I mean, the world is your oyster. And, uh, but you're not that smart, but you think you are. But you've got huge crowd adoration. And, uh, and then you've got access to all these weird freaking drugs, you see. So you get high with your friends. <laughs> Boy, that's fun. Oh, man, let's do this again tomorrow night. And then you need to get high, you know, because, you know, you've got to make the crowd happy. And so it does, uh, it does you in. And uh, I think a lot more people these days are starting to uh, recognize the errors of their ways. But uh, in the early days where a lot of these drugs first hit the scene and a lot of money with these rockers, uh, that took them out uh, by the time they were uh, 28. And it was just kind of the perfect storm. I think that's what I'm uh, uh, coming to. The, the whole set of situation there is a perfect storm for, for doom and disaster. Oh, and a little known feat... A little-known trivia about Jim Morrison is that his father was a captain or commander on a uh, battleship parked in the Hanoi Harbor, I think, in 1965. You know, when the communists were just starting to get a little antsy there, and we were kind of keeping our eye on them. But, you know, know, we no no doubt presented a threat to those uh, commie gooks. And uh, the ship took fire. And uh, that's what put U.S. 
combat boots on the ground in Vietnam. Morrison's dad was the commander and or captain. I don't know the term. I was in the army. But my friend John is going, he's giving me the right, uh, <laughs> the right answer right now. Can't read you, buddy. We'll talk later. So uh, in one of Morrison's uh, dark songs, and he has a lot of, he doesn't have what you'd call upbeat, but, you know, uh, this is real dark. The looming music. Um, dum, dum, dum. It's a dark hall. I'm coming for you, Father. I am going to kill you. I am going to kill you too, Mother. And, you know, it is so dark, it's so pathetically um, twisted that, uh, you know, this is, this is the drugs talking. This is, the, this is a twisted mind. And, um, and now, after learning that bit of trivia, I understand why Jim was so angry at his father. It must have had, had something to do with his more conservative uh, patriotic military service than Jim's parting and drug taking. That's uh, kind of what I'm thinking there. But uh, it, it, this, this title, the title of today's program is kind of crazy, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, by the way, before I get into that, a lot of you are listening to me now on audio, but maybe some of you are, list, are, are watching and visiting and listening on, on, on video too. And I'd like you to, to see the audio and uh, uh, to hear the audio, but to see the video as well. Because, uh, you know, the opening's kind of creative. I'm proud of it. I'm, uh, quite, I'm, I'm kind of an animated-looking uh, type of guy. And uh, we, I'd love to have your company here where we can all view each other. And uh, the video, then, is available at Rumble. Not, I'm, not, I, I'm not your digital uh, expert. So I suppose it's rumble.com, Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner, something like that. And then Facebook. Facebook.com, Steve's Cottage. Look it up. You'll be able to find it. And uh, we can all be groovy together in person. So the title, How to Be Jewish. How to Be Jewish. Well, uh, oh, and the reason that you're not able to do uh, audio, a uh, video on YouTube is that the snowflakes took me off of YouTube because I was giving you my impression <clears throat> of why the Jews are experiencing anti-Semitism. And now we get that uh, ridiculous war in the Middle East that has been looming for 76 freaking years of Jew bullying. That's how I look at it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But... Um, so, so the f snowflakes at YouTube didn't want me to present my perspective. And we're seeing that my perspective is growing with popularity by these protests, these pro-Palestinian protests, uh, anti-Jew, around the country. That did never used to be, okay? So a lot of people are starting to understand that the story has two sides, and we're not advocating any meanness or anger or violence or anything here. The Jews' behavior, though, is what's causing it. Not their race. It's not their, uh, you know, 
facial features. It's not their money-making uh, expertise. It's their advocacy for everything liberal from abortion to Zionism. You see? A to Z. And, of course, you're dealing with the age-old conservative, patriotic, uh, 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 you know, father-oriented society in Palestine. And the Jew, you know, kind of has this uh, feminist-oriented take on life now, as does the United States, and it has done us no good at all. And um, so, I, you know, a lot of that is what has caused the animosity. And, of course, with the, uh, the United States uh, supporting the Jews, as they have for the last uh, uh, you know, 40 years with a billion dollars a month, that's like the, that's like the bully little third-grade third uh, girl on the playground who spits at everybody. But if you uh, take her up on it, well, she's got five husky brothers that are going to kick the heck out of you. And that's the same arrogance that brings out uh, the uh, nastiness in the Middle East. That's why anti-Semitism is rising. It's the same thing with domestic abuse. Women have become very, very arrogant and bold with all these rules and laws and judges and prosecutors who are on their side. All the Joe Biden 1990s Domestic uh, Violence Against Women Act, all that kiss-ass chivalry crapola has done nothing but uh, create uh, arrogance in these women. So if the men in their lives don't agree with them because she's being a cunt, C period, U period, N period, T period. Yes, that's right. Women have their periods. But we men, we're supposed to have that table-thumping attitude of the alpha male. So the cunt is an acronym for can't understand normal thinking. Available at stevehornerbooks.com. The sequel you might get a kick out of is Consequences. That's the tragedies that cunts create. And it's not just cunts creating it. It's pussy-whipped men who stand on the sidelines and say, I don't want to oppose her because then we're not going to have harmony at home. Well, so anyhow, so then you get the, uh, you, you get the tail end of that uh, uh, dysfunctional fallout. So, uh, but, but who did the snowflakes at... YouTube allow. Well, they allow the Ben Shapiro show to go on. Ben's a Jew. Ben Shapiro. Okay? That's not an Irish name. Ben Shapiro. I've known Shapiro's, you know, Jewish. Ben's a Jew. He's talking about his slant on what's happening in the Middle East. So when I talk about my slant in a non-racist, non-hateful, but meaningful way... I'm yanked. You can look back on the, uh, <clears throat> on the index. It w- that's the show that was called The Sorrowful Jew. So anyhow, so this is called, um, so, uh, so Ben Shapiro comes on, and his guests are talking about how the Jews have a rightful uh, ownership to that whole Middle East area, that whole uh, sandlot east of the Mediterranean. You see, 
And they're saying, oh, well, it goes back thousands of years. I mean, this obviously is Jewish area, and, 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 and he's naming all the uh, tribes of Israel and all the Canaan and all the, and all the history of that area. And Abraham saying, this is our land, you see, which I think is nothing but a, really, a, a Jew real estate grab. You know, <laughs> can you believe everything in the Bible? That's up to you. Frankly, I don't. Okay, I mean, most of it was discovered in 1947, pieced together. It's like Jew poems, Jew history, Jew good thoughts, Jew prayers. And, uh, you know, if you think it's the word of God, well, then you better pay attention to what First Timothy says in chapter 212, because it says women shall have no sway over men in public policymaking. So where the hell are you in that one? Oh, you're a buffet Bible thumper. I see you kind of take, take and pick and choose what you like for the moment so sweetheart doesn't get on your case. Well, that's part of the problem. And that, too, is how to be a Jew. And that's the title of today's show. So uh, Ben is talking about, you know, his whole take on that is who was here first. And I'm saying, folks, if you're going to buy that whole deal about who was here first, that's the owner of the property, well, then we in the United States better give this land from Los Angeles to New York, from Canada to Mexico, right back to the natives who were here first. Right? So if Ben's going to talk that big talk, he better walk the walk. But you see, that'll never happen because, you know, that's a phony argument, isn't it? We better give the land back to the natives if we're going to follow what Ben Shapiro is trying to sell about his Jew story in the Middle East. See, it really doesn't make all that much sense, does it? How to be Jewish. Well, number one, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Number one, when you meet somebody or you're on the stage, tell them you're Jewish. Right from the beginning, within the first five minutes. Yeah, well, I'm Jewish, you know. And uh, as a matter of fact, our family did know Anne Frank. And... Uh, Immediately, you are drawing sympathy. Really, all oh, you poor Jews. You're so confronted with anti-Semitism. You have a long history of being confronted with that hate and everything else. And, gee, I just feel sorry for you, you know. And that's why the title of my show that was yanked from YouTube was called The Sorrowful Jew. And so the Sorrowful Jew says, well, we're going to have an anti-Semitism uh, seminar, and it's only $250, and that will go toward raising awareness toward anti-racism around the world. And so if you, of course, you want to save your conscience by professing that you're anti-racist, you know, you're anti -racist, well, you give them the $250, maybe $500 for you and sweetheart. And then you walk your separate ways and you go, boy, that feels good. You know, I'm an, I'm an anti-racist. The Jew puts it in his pocket and says, well, this is going to help me with my agenda. <laughs> you see, and, and, and that agenda might be everything that, you know, I, you know, that, uh, uh, attacks America's underbelly. You know, I think, I think Jews are very ex, ex, I, I think they're exploitative, exploitative, no, exploitative in, uh, in, in, in character. And uh, they have a, uh, uh, an axiom of life that they should reach out and help people. But I think the way they help people are uh, exploitative, exploitative 
or, you know, it's the word I'm thinking of from ex to exploit the situation. And, uh, I, I think that that's I think that's how they uh, exploit the the homeless situation. I think that's how they exploit uh, uh, children at home watching X-rated movies, thinking that their their Hollywood story is uh, going to show how the underdog uh, um, uh, survives. But in reality, uh, there's all the uh, X-rated uh, porn and uh, and murder and shoot 'em ups and busted families. And uh, gangland, uh, crime land uh, styled uh, killings uh, wrapped into it that this poor kid who's home alone because the single parent mom's out to the bar and uh, she's got all sorts of satellite and, and receivers so the kid can see any of this kind of uh, stuff. But the, this, is the, this is the kind of movies that the Jew manufactures in Hollywood and that's what, that's what exploits America's uh, underbelly does the same thing with owning and running uh, Associated Press and all the Hollywood and, and all the news by slanting the stories. You know, look what they're saying about uh, Hermas being the most evil group in the world. That's the Associated Press writing the pro-Jew slant on this. But you see, everybody has a breaking point. So they call them terrorists, but they're just a bunch of really, really organized, pissed-off people that after 76 years, you know, I called this, uh, I called a, uh, I called this, uh, or, uh, this number that I saw advertised on uh, one of the uh, NFL shows, and I, I, I'm not a big NFL guy anymore, but I do watch a little bit of it. I, and and it's, it, this is the standuptojewishhate.org. And uh, so I looked it up and found the phone number, 508-203-2527. Talked to this young lady, and I told her, I said, I'm Steve Horner. I said, you know, why do you think Jews have had such a history of... Uh, dislike and, and, and anti-Semitism. And, and, you know, I mean, what did they do to cause this hate? And it's rising now in the United States. And she said, well, why do you think? I, I said, I don't know. I, I called you. I said, I've got a perspective, but I'm calling you to ask you what it is. Well, no, that's fine. See, she wouldn't tell me. Because, you know, it really doesn't exist. The real, and, and I said, well, I think the real answer is their liberalism. I said, uh, you know, they were spearheaded by Karl Marx and, and, and Lenin, you know, in the early 19th century and uh, early 20th century. And, uh, you know, it's the Karl Marx liberalism from abortion to Zionism. And uh, I think that's what uh, creates the, uh, the anger and the revenge and, uh, and, and, and the bitterness. And, uh, and uh, you know, so then, and, and then like in the Middle East, the land was given to, uh, you know, British took it over by power, and they're in the imperialistic uh, attitudes. The UN said, hey, look at these Jews have been tossed out of 12 countries, headed by Karl Marx. They can't find a home. And, uh, you know, we hope that maybe you'll give some of this property to, uh, to, to the Jews. Well, this is Palestine. This is the former Canaan. This is the, uh, the, and remember, I'm telling this woman this. This is the former Canaan, 
Okay, this is this is the land that Abraham came down from the mountain and said, "Oh my God, thank you, thank you, God just gave us this property." You see, that's that whole story, and uh, I said that's what has uh, upset people for so long, and I think that's what is the cause of all the anger, and um, and I said, "What do you think?" And she said, "Well, what do I think about what?" And I said, what do you think about my whole idea, my whole idea, uh, th- th- theory about how this anger is in place and it's only going to get worse because nobody is facing the real infrastructural problem, uh, cause of the problem. And I said, so what do you think of that? She said, what do I think of what? I said, no dialogue, just a closed, stupid comment. And then she hung up on me. And ladies and gentlemen, members of the cottage, that is why this is only going to get worse. Because nobody wants to talk about the root cause. There you go. Well, say... We are wrapping it up here. I got a cold brewski for me in the cottage fridge. Remember, as you are taking on those mountains, those challenges in your life, try to stay off the well-worn trail. Get off, get, get, get off into the uh, less beat travel, uh, traveled road, you see, because it'll be a little tougher, but it'll be better for you. It'll make you feel better about yourself and give you better memories. So in the meantime, you come back and see me again at the cottage. Good to have your company. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.